This, this, this is the Not The Not The Podcast. Plutonian Funk. Up next, we have one from the guy that produced my favorite album of all time, Called Van by Cannibal Ox. His name is LP. Most people know him better as half of Run the Jewels, but his solo albums are actually where I think his work shines the most. And this is uh, a track that kind of speaks for itself. It's one of the most uh, mind-crushing things you'll hear. It's called Death of Buck 50 by LP.
Up next is a track from Madagascar. You don't hear that often, not the movie. It's artist Mo Colors. Colors with a K and a U, spelled the British way. This track, I uh, don't know what the name means, but uh, it's one of those rare ones you can listen to for one hour, two hour, three hours in a row. And it's only a two minute song. Just uh, eminently loopable. It's called Baki Rock by Mo Collars. Enjoy. you can sing along with even though at least I can and I have no idea what he's saying don't know the language at all next we've got Soul Coughing with Screenwriters Blues twisted uh, and funny take on Los Angeles check it out exits to freeways twisted like knots on the fingers Jewels cleaving skin between breasts. Your cat 
Cadillac breeds 400 horses over blue lines. You are going to Reseda to make love to a model from Ohio whose real name you don't know. You spin like the Cadillac was overturning down a cliff on television. is on and the radio man is speaking and the radio man says women were a curse so men built Paramount Studios and men built Columbia Studios and men built a Los Angeles it is 5 a.m. and you are listening to Los Angeles
1994, bitch. 1994. Soul Coughing is a hilarious band. I'm not going to pretend to know that much about their discography, but the lead singer, Mike Daddy, really funny, has his own way of putting lyrics together that they don't really make a lot of sense if you read them, but combined with the music, they create a vibe. And I guess that's what it's all about. And this track, uh, you know, it's 5 a.m. and you're listening to Los Angeles. Next time you have a night and it's five or six or seven or something, uh, put this one on when things seem like they're dying down. And you'll see. Really, really well mixed for an indie record from the early 90s. It'll kick your party right back up. Up next, a big left turn here. We're going into dubstep world. This uh, producer, Dalek One, uh, I think from Minnesota, but his stuff sounds like it's straight out of Croydon or Bristol or something. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, what the deal is, but it's, uh, the only dubstep artists I've become newly interested in in a very long time uh, really has this sound, really dungeon, cavern, you know, UK grime bass thing. I'm making the bass face right now. Uh, and I love his stuff. Really, really good. Uh, also creates a vibe. Very, very different vibe. But he has his own sound, and I love it. Check this out. This is a new one from Dalek One. Every single hour. Hour after hour. 20 hours since the explosion, so 40 bombs worth by now. 48 more tomorrow, and it will not stop. A week, not a month, to burn and spread its poison until the entire continent is dead. Outside, it means it wasn't a control system tank that exploded, it was the reactor core, it's open. 
Subbass, all of his productions. He's got dozens and dozens of tracks on SoundCloud. Go check him out. D A L E K 1. Love his productions. Up next, Dead Mouse. Don't really need to say shit about him. This track is called Word Problems. Just enjoy the greatest of all time.
for lack of a better name. Uh, before that track, I said I don't really need to say anything about Dead Mouse, but I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's art and it's a creative expression that's unique and we're not supposed to compare people, but it seems like with Dead Mouse, you can take any element of music production. The melodies, sure, but the engineering, the arrangement, the way that he automates stuff over long periods of time, his ability to create looping synth riffs that resolve themselves but uh, don't get boring. Uh, you know, his ability to create eight, nine minute tracks that you can listen to on loop is unique, literally. I don't think there's anybody else in the world who can do it. And uh, I think, and I know Steve Duda is with me on this, is who I got this idea from, that 200, 300 years from now, when they study electronic music the way that we study classical, uh, I think Dead Mouse is going to be the artist that is remembered and uh, is the face of a entire style of music for historians, not just today, but for people in the future that study our era. Uh, I think he's a genius beyond beyond generations just unbelievable and such an inspiration and that track is one of my favorites because it's such a master class in arrangement uh not really melodic there's no melody really going on but he again puts together this eight minute track that you can listen to over and over and over again it's a lot harder than people think anyway on to another goat the hacker with falling this is from his 2004 album Raves, mechanics, enjoy.
Holy shit. That was the hacker. I've played him a lot on this show, maybe too much. But he's got a stack deep library of uh, music that's basically the soundtrack to an ego death. If you know, you know. Up next, a guy who I genuinely think is one of the nicest people in the industry. Uh, came up on Desert Hearts, then started his own label, Perkomaniacs, and put out an album earlier this year uh, talking about Lobelski. He is so dedicated to his sound. I think he's found his own sound. Uh, one of those rare producers that came up on the SoCal, you know, Dirty Bird Desert Hearts tip. Uh, and then this found success with European labels too, like Elro and Groove and such. Impeccably balanced bass and all his stuff, just incredibly groovy. Uh, starting, I think, to find his own sound, which I'm really excited about. I can't wait to see where he comes up with next. Uh, and one of the reasons I'm looking forward to live music opening up back eventually because his sets are something that I really want to be able to start catching again. This is Lebowski and Durante with what I would do to teleport to you.
album with what I would do to teleport to you. Now up next we have a track from Prida, also known as Eric Preds who you might have heard of. This one's called Sunburst, one of my favorites from him from one of the deepest back catalogs you can imagine. Check it out. Thank you. 
first from Prida, also known as Eric Preds. Now we got a track from a different kind of legend, DJ Dion. This track is from 1998, maybe earlier. One of the guys that brought the grimiest, most shameless perversion to dance music. So many, so many just disgusting tracks that are awesome and pretty funny to listen to, but they get the floor moving. I first heard of this guy because of Kill Frenzy, who played his track that I'm about to play. Slowed it down because he makes kind of Chicago house that's pretty in your face and very high tempo. So this is a slowed down version of The Dick Suck. Enjoy.
He doesn't get up and walk away. You know what I'm saying? Cause sucking my dick is what you like to do. Licking my balls until they turn blue. Yeah, I know you like that shit. Sucking my dick. Sucking my dick. Licking my balls. Licking my balls. today. Very figment mix right now. And we're about to finish it off with the last track. This artist, a bit more serious than what you just heard. When he dropped his first album and remained anonymous for a long time, back in 2006, Nobody who listened to it had really heard anything like it before. His sound captured the the melancholy, the loneliness, the dark, shadowy, rainy vibe of depressed London like no one before. He kind of created his own sound, which is one of the biggest compliments you can give any producer ever. And not one to be shrouded in fake mystery. He genuinely could not be discovered. No one could find anything about him. Uh, talking about burial, obviously. You know, Code 9 is probably the best connected person in the industry to him and spoke often about how burial just doesn't want any publicity despite his sound. And that character seemed to fit the music that came out of us in his name. Uh, two albums, the self-made one and Untrue, uh, that captured a feeling and a sound like nobody ever did and nobody has since and he has a lot of imitators uh, but maintains his status as a true original and a very rare one this is my favorite track of his he's got some that are better known but nothing hits the feeling of this one and his ability to create a groove with really quiet minimal sounds I think is unparalleled from a technical perspective this is Burial with Etched Headplate. A hardcore. Enjoy and I'll see you He's not time. setting out to hurt people. He's got a lot of love in him. So, you know, his mom, his brother, his girlfriend. He actually, I think, wants to do the right thing. So it's more a question of willpower, self-discipline, circumstances. Thank you. 
Oh, 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 oh,